Welcome to the NLCC Lancaster Podcast. In this episode, Pastor Gary Keller delivers a message entitled, A Bold Move. We hope and pray this message blesses your life. For more information about our church and other resources, visit us at nlcclancaster.com. Let's go to Hebrews chapter 4, verse number 16. And when you have found that, say amen. Let us therefore come boldly unto the throne of grace, that we may obtain mercy and find grace to help in the time of need. It does not say grace will be there before or after the time of need, but in the time of need, you will find grace. Another interesting scripture, Matthew chapter 11 and verse number 12. And from the days of John the Baptist until now, the kingdom of heaven suffereth violence, and the violent take it by force. The Amplified Bible, same book, chapter, and verse. From the days of John the Baptist until now, the kingdom of heaven suffers violent assault. And violent men, that's us, seize it by force as a precious prize. And I speak to you today from this thought, a bold move for a precious prize. And you may be seated. Once again, Hebrews chapter 4 and verse 16, let us therefore come boldly unto the throne of grace that we may obtain mercy and find grace to help in the time of need. The Amplified Bible of the same chapter goes like this. Therefore, let us, with privilege, approach the throne of grace, that is, the throne of God's gracious favor, with confidence and without fear, so that we may receive mercy from our failures and find His amazing grace to help in the time of need and appropriate blessing coming just at the right moment." And so a bold move. It seems to me that these two passages of Scripture are telling us the same thing, sharing with us the same idea, revealing to us the same story, and that is if we make a bold move, there's a precious blessing associated with it. Come boldly to the throne of grace. What's that precious prize? you will find mercy to help in the time of need. We know that in the days of John the Baptist, until now the kingdom of heaven suffers violence, but we take it by force, and it becomes a precious, a precious prize. You see, the key to revival, the key to revival in the early church, they were willing 
to make a bold move in the midst of adversity. It wasn't all, you know, some people say would love to be back in the days of Jesus or the days of Paul and Silas or the days of Peter, James, and John. But they were up against, many, many times, up against odds that outnumbered them significantly. They were willing, however, regardless of the odds, to make a bold move in the midst of adversity, persecution, trials, tests, tribulations, setbacks, and notwithstanding, they were willing to make a bold stand for the name of the Lord Jesus Christ at any cost. And their story unfolds this way in Acts chapter 4, and I'm going to read this story to you verse after verse, and you will see how bold the disciples were for the name of Jesus. It starts out in Acts chapter 4 and verse number 1, and as they spake unto the people, the priests and the captains of the temple and the Sadducees came upon them. Why did they come upon them? Because the disciples were sharing Jesus with the people. Being grieved that they taught the people and preached through Jesus the resurrection from the dead. And they laid their hands on the disciples and put them in a hold until the next day, for it was now eventide. If you go down to verse 7, and when they had set them in the midst, they asked, by what power or by what name have you done this? For they healed, you remember the story, the impotent man was now healed. Then Peter, filled with the Holy Ghost, said unto them, ye rulers of the people, the elders of Israel, if we this day be examined of the good deed done to the impotent man, by what means he is made whole, be it known unto you all and to all the people of Israel that by the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, you remember you crucified him, whom you crucified, whom God raised from the dead, even by him doth this man stand here before you whole. This is the stone which was set at naught by you builders, which has become the head of the corner. And neither is there salvation in any other, for there is none other name under heaven given among men, for whereby we must be saved. Now when they saw the boldness, the boldness of Peter and John, and perceived that they were unlearned, and ignorant men marveled. They marveled and they took knowledge of them that they had been with Jesus. And beholding the man which was healed standing with them, they could say nothing about it. And then they come back, the Jewish leaders, they counseled among themselves. If you watch the story unfold, they counseled among themselves saying, what shall we do to these men? For a notable miracle has taken place. We cannot deny that the man has been healed. Let us straightly threaten them. Here's how we'll handle this. We'll threaten the early church. We'll threaten Peter and John. We'll threaten the leaders, the disciples, that they speak henceforth to no man in this name. Now we're going to tell you, we're going to let you go, but you cannot preach in this name anymore. Down to verse 20, for ye cannot but speak the things which we have seen. This is Simon Peter responding to 
the Sadducees, the Pharisees, the leaders, the rulers, the scribes, he is responding to them saying to him, can't preach in that name. No more Jesus stuff. No more Jesus name preaching. And Simon Peter said, for we cannot but speak the things which we have seen and heard. So when they had further threatened them, they come back and say, now you can't do this. It's a second threat that's come against them. They let them go, finding nothing how they might punish them because of the people. For all men glorified God for what was done to this impotent man. And now they're up against it a second time they have been warned. So what does the church do? They make a bold move at that point. They went to God in prayer. I want to tell you that at the outset, when you are up against the adversary that is saying to you, don't believe this, don't believe in the name of Jesus, don't believe what God can do, when he challenges you and threatens you, what are we to do as the church? We are to do what the early church did in chapter 4 of the book of Acts. They began to pray a bold prayer. Acts 29, 429, and now, Lord, here's their prayer. Now, Lord, behold their threatenings and grant unto thy servants that with all boldness they may speak thy word by stretching forth thine hand to heal that signs and wonders may be done by the name of the holy child Jesus. And when they had prayed... Hallelujah. You see, there's always a precious prize associated with the boldness of a person who will stand up for what is right. And when they had prayed, the place was shaken where they were assembled together. And watch this. They were all filled with the Holy Ghost and began to speak with other tongues and praise God with boldness. That was the precious prize. And go down to verse 33. And with great power gave the apostles witness of the resurrection of Jesus Christ. And great grace was upon them. If you want to see what happens when you're bold, when you're willing to take a stand, when you're outnumbered, when you're being threatened, understand this, that when you're bold for him... There is a prize, a precious prize associated with a person or a church or a family that will stand for truth. And with great power gave the apostles witness of the resurrection of the Lord Jesus and great grace was upon them. I'm preaching today about a bold move for a precious prize. Back to our text. Hebrews chapter 4, verse 16. Let us, and may this be us today. May we insert New Life Christian Center in this passage. Let New Life Christian Center on this Sunday morning therefore come boldly unto the throne of grace that we at New Life Christian Center on this Sunday morning may obtain mercy and find that precious prize, the grace of God to help in the time of need. You see, to obtain the prize ordained by God this morning, we must make a bold move to the Lord and in the Lord Jesus Christ. There's some scriptures I will share with you today that I want you to memorize, write down, don't forget 
This is what happens when you are bold in the Lord. Proverbs chapter 28 and 1. The wicked flee when no man pursueth, but the righteous are as bold as a lion. I pray today that New Life Christian Center, someone, some one individual, some family today, this congregation, I pray today that we would be as bold as a lion. We understand the fear associated with the wicked. The wicked flee when no one's even after them, according to this scripture. The wicked flee when no man pursueth, but the righteous, hallelujah, the born again, those who are in right standing with God, are as bold as a lion. I wish somebody would get that spirit on you today of boldness and say, you know what? Not going to let you have my family. Not going to be defeated not going to walk away from truth, not going to give up on God. I'm going to be as bold as a lion. I'm going to declare the righteousness of God in my church, in my life, in my family. You're our God. I'm going to stand for what's right. We need some bold people in this last hour to stand up to this world that is rapidly going down and say, no, we're rapidly going up. We're going to be as righteous as a bold lion in this last day. Somebody clap your hands under the Lord and say, thank God for boldness today. Another scripture that's so powerful is 1 Thessalonians 2.2. And it simply says this, we were bold in our God. To speak unto you the gospel of God with much contention. We were bold to speak the gospel. Hebrews 13 and 6. So that when we boldly say, the Lord is my help. I wish somebody would say that today. I wish somebody would just boldly say, you know what? The Lord is my helper. How are you going to get out of this situation? Well, the Lord is my helper. How are you going to overcome this situation? The Lord is my helper. What are you going to do now? Well, the Lord is my helper. It is not by might. It is not by power, but it's by his spirit. The Lord is my helper. I wish somebody would have received that today and understand that regardless of what you're facing, God's greater than what you're facing. Greater is he that's in you than he that's in the world. Hallelujah. And somebody needs to boldly say, the Lord is my helper. And the next statement says, I will not fear what man can do unto me. It's not time to walk around testing the air, testing the climate of this society. I don't care what man can do. Hallelujah. I'm going to be bold in the Lord because the Lord is my helper. And the Lord will make a way when there seems to be no way. Got to be bold as a lion. 1966, Emily, Minnesota. My father came in from fishing about 7 o'clock in the morning, fell into the floor. About an hour later, they finally got an ambulance there. He was in convulsions. They got him in a 1959 ambulance. And my uncle Don, who was a preacher of the gospel, got in the ambulance with them. And they were somewhere between Emily, Minnesota and Crosby, Minnesota, where the hospital was. When the, when the paramedic said to the ambulance driver, you can slow down, this man is gone. He is dead. No reason to hurry anymore, he's dead. But what they didn't know is that there was a man of God that was bold enough to say to the paramedic, are you finished? And the paramedic said, nothing else I can do for him. He's dead. 
And he said, then get out of my way. Hallelujah. And he slid up next to my dad and laid his hand on him and said, Everett Keller, in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, come back to life. Hallelujah. And when he laid his hand on my father, dad started breathing again. And the paramedic said, get this ambulance to the hospital. I'm just telling you, it takes a bold move to say, I'm going to step up. I need something here. I need something from God. I wish somebody today would just step out on the edge. Hallelujah. And say, you know what? I'm going to speak to this mountain. I'm going to declare my victory. I'm going to be bold as a lion. And in the name of Jesus, my family will be saved, will be healed, will be delivered. Somebody's got to be bold as a lion and declare it to be so. Oh, hallelujah. Glory to God. Bold as a lion. I love the bold move that was made by the demoniac living among the tombs and living with a legion of devils inside of him. First of all, let's examine his situation. They've tried to bind him with chains. He plucked them off. They tried to bind him with fetters. He broke them to sunder. They tried to control him. They had no control over him. He was full of a legion of evil spirits. Not one, not two, Hundreds, hundreds of evil spirits dwelt inside of him. Living among the tombs. Living naked among the tombs. Here he is, this man. No one can help him. No one can save him. And Jesus shows up. Watch the story unfold. And they came over unto the other side in Mark chapter 5 of the sea into the country of the Gadarenes. And when he was come out of the ship, immediately there met him out of the tombs a man with an unclean spirit who had his dwelling among the tombs, and no man could bind him, no, not with chains, because he had been often bound with fetters and chains, and the chains had been plucked asunder by him, and the fetters broken in pieces, neither could any man tame him. And always, night and day, he was in the mountains and in the tombs, crying and cutting himself with stones. But... When he saw Jesus afar off, he ran and worshipped him. Let's back up for just a moment. Who do you think you are? You who cuts yourself with stones? Who do you think you are? You've defied society. You've walked away from your family. You've walked away from the community. They tried to help you. They tried to even slow you down. But here you are, a man with a legion of devils living in the mountains and the tombs. What makes you think that you have a right in the condition that you're in to worship the Lord God? He didn't worship the Lord after the devils were gone. He worshiped the Lord when the devils were still in him. Can I remind you that worship is predicated on one thing. Praise ye the Lord. 
Praise God in the sanctuary. Praise Him in the firmament of His power. Praise Him according to His excellent greatness. Praise Him with the psaltery and the harp, the stringed instruments and organs and cymbals and high-sounding cymbals. Let everything that hath breath praise the Lord. It does not say everyone who has gotten rid of all of their troubles. It does not say everyone who no longer has a devil inside. The prerequisite for praise, if you have breath inside of you, you might have walked in here saying, I don't deserve it. I'm not worthy. I've got devils in me. I've got problems. I'm just telling you at New Life Christian Center, if you can breathe, you can praise our God. No devil can stop you. Oh, my God, have mercy. I don't know what's stopping you, but if you've got breath, if you walk in here breathing, you've got a right to praise the Lord your God today. Don't let anything, don't let any person, any trial, any situation, any devil, any circumstance stop you from praising God. You've got a right to praise Him if you've got breath in your body. This would be a good time for everybody in the building to stand and clap your hands under the Lord and shout with a voice of victory and say, I've got breath. I'm going to praise my God. Come on, you can be bold. Be bold today. Be bold today and praise Him. Oh, hallelujah. Seeing Jesus afar off, worshiped Him. And there's a precious prize that goes with being bold. Hallelujah. When he was bold, when he worshiped God, the Lord Jesus Christ, with one word, sent every devil from him into the swine. And that word was go. Hallelujah. I want to say to every devil in this house, I don't know if there's any devils in this house, but I want to say to everything, oh, yeah, there might be. I just want to say to everything that's not like God, hallelujah, you got to go. Carnality's got to go. It's got to go. Hallelujah. Not going to stop me. I'm going to worship God. I'm going to worship God till God sets me free. I know I got all kinds of problems inside. Hallelujah. I know I've been living among the tombs. I know I've been lacerating my body, but I see somebody who can help me. I didn't feel like anybody else could help me, but when he showed up, hallelujah, I can worship a God that can help me. I'm going to worship him till he sets me free. I wish somebody would praise God until deliverance comes. Be bold as a lion today and declare the righteousness of God. Does anybody want it? Does anybody want it? Be bold today as a lion. Blind Bartimaeus. Oh, yeah, another great story. Blind Bartimaeus made a bold move in spite of his critics, in spite of the detractors, in spite of the non-supporters. Hallelujah. That day. In Jericho, something powerful happened.
because he decided, I'm going to be bold about this. I'm not going to let anybody stop me from getting to him. It goes like this in Mark chapter 10. And they came to Jericho, and as he went out of Jericho, his disciples and a great number of people, blind Bartimaeus, the son of Timaeus, sat by the highway side begging. And when he heard that it was Jesus of Nazareth, what did he, he got bold. Can I just tell you right now, Jesus, we prayed before service in the fireplace room at our 930 prayer. And one of the prayers we prayed was, Lord, walk up and down every aisle and in and out of every pew of New Life Christian Center on this Sunday morning. And when he heard that it was Jesus Christ, he began to cry out and say, Jesus, thou son of David, have mercy on Bold, bold. You talk about being bold. What, what gives you the right? You're a beggar. What gives you a right to rise up and stop him? What gives you a right to cry out for mercy? And many charged him. Look, don't be so bold about this, Bartimaeus. Many charged him that he should hold his peace. But what did he do? He got bolder. He got bolder. He cried the more a great deal. Jesus, thou son of David, have mercy on me. Bartimaeus made a bold move, ladies and gentlemen. And what happened? Jesus stood still. If you want to stop Jesus, if you want to attract Jesus, if you want something from him, it's not going to happen by happenstance or accident. It's going to happen on purpose. Jesus, thou son of David, have mercy on me. Have mercy on my family. Have mercy on my situation. Have mercy on my marriage. Have mercy on my future. If you want him, you got to cry out to him. You can't just let him walk on by because the Bible said when they were in the ship, Jesus would have passed them by but they cried out to him Bartimaeus cried out to him and said Jesus thou son of David have mercy upon me and watch what happens in the scripture Jesus answered and said unto him what is it that you would like for me to do and the blind man said unto him Lord that I might receive my sight and Jesus said unto him, Go thy way. Thy faith hath made thee whole. And immediately he received his sight and followed Jesus in the way. I say today, if you are spiritually bound, it is time for you to make a bold move. Cry unto the Lord Jesus Christ. And he'll set you free from the bondage that you're dealing with. Part of Psalm 40 and 12 goes like this. For innumerable evils have compassed me about. And later on it says, so that I am unable to look up. Hallelujah. There are people spiritually who walk in and out of life this way. Not able to look up. And that was her case. She boldly came to church for 18 years while suffering an infirmity. The Bible said innumerable evils or an infirmity had compassed her about for 18 years. She walked into the house of God this way. 
and could not lift herself up. Hallelujah. There's a story behind the story, and that is, you talk about bold. Some would walk in maybe three or four Sundays, but month after month, year after year, decade, 11 years, 12 years, 13 years, every Sabbath, bold, bold, coming to the house of God. Hallelujah, this may be the Sunday. All I know is I'm going to his house. I know that I can't stand upright. I know that I've got an infirmity. I know innumerable evils have compassed me about, but I'm going to be bold enough to say this may be the Sunday. And she walked in every Sunday for eight, or Sabbath for 18 years. And as she did, we find that on this particular Sabbath, it was different because Jesus was in the house. Can I tell somebody when Jesus is in the house? Mm, when Jesus is in the house, get ready. You've been faithful. You've come to the house of God. You haven't received your answer yet, but you're still here on this Sunday morning. I'm here to tell you that the Lord God is looking for someone who will boldly say, the Lord is my help. The Lord is my help. And as Jesus was teaching in one of the synagogues in Luke 13, behold, there was a woman which had a spirit of infirmity 18 years and was bowed together and could in no wise lift up herself. And when Jesus saw her, he called her to him and said unto her, woman, Thou art loosed from thine infirmity. And when he laid his hands on her, immediately she was made straight and glorified God. I'm just telling you that on this Sunday morning, regardless of what you've been going through, you've got to boldly say, this is the day the Lord hath made. I will rejoice and be glad in it. I'm expecting my miracle. I'm expecting my deliverance. Get ready, Mark Brown. I'm going to pray for you in just a minute. Hallelujah. I'm expecting my miracle. I'm coming day after day, week after week, but boldly. Hallelujah. I'm coming to the throne of grace. There's a precious prize that awaits those who will boldly stand up and declare, God is my God. God is my healer. God is my deliverer. God is my keeper. Come on, somebody. you got to get bold. This is an hour that demands the church get bold for everything that God has ordained. <laughs> hallelujah! 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 Ty, I love you. Amen. Raise your hand so everybody can see you. Can I tell your story? Yeah, just a long story short. Ty came to us homeless, nothing. Hallelujah. Today he's got his own apartment, got his own car. God's blessed him. Praise God. Oh, yeah. He just boldly said, I'm coming to the house of God. I don't have any place else to go. I'm just going to step out by faith. I'm going to trust God. I'm going to listen to Brother Jay. I'm going to make my way to the house of God. Now, you want the rest of the story? I received a picture from Brother Jay this week. It was a picture of you. I, you know, I, you, you're just making me nervous. Because it was a picture 
of Ty flying an airplane. He's going after his pilot license. Hallelujah. I just want to tell you, there's a future if you'll give God a chance. If you'll boldly step out and say, I may not have anything, but he can give me everything. I'm going to trust him. I wish somebody would trust God today. I wish somebody would be as bold as a lion and say, the Lord is my helper. Woo! Let's stand together. I've got five more pages of notes. But I'm finished. I feel the Holy Ghost here right now. I feel God wants somebody to be bold. I understand John 10 and 10. I understand John 10 and 10. The thief cometh not, but for to steal, kill, and destroy. I understand that. I understand that the enemy comes to steal, kill, and destroy. Ah! I don't know where that came from, but it felt good. Ah! <laughs> That's not the rest of the story. The rest of the story goes like this. Jesus said, I am come that they might have life and they might have it more abundantly. The devil thought he was going to steal, kill, and destroy. But Ty has found life and that more abundantly. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Sister Bethel, if there was a day you probably shouldn't be in the house of the Lord, it's today. With all that you've gone through and the circumstances that you've dealt with. But can I tell you, on this Sunday morning, you are as bold as a lion. And you've said, I'm going to the house of God even with my limitations. I may not be able to stand, clap my hands, but I'm going into the presence of God. I wish somebody would just praise him. I wish somebody would just magnify the Lord and say, you know what? Look what the Lord has done. He healed my body. He touched my soul. He's the... Oh... Deuteronomy 28 and 7. The Lord shall cause thine enemies that rise up against you to smite you before their face. They shall come against thee one way, and when God gets finished with them, they'll flee from you seven other ways. Can I preach to somebody right now? No weapon, Isaiah 54, 17. No weapon that is formed against thee shall prosper. And every tongue that riseth up against thee in judgment thou shalt condemn. This is the heritage of the Lord, the servants of the Lord, and their righteousness is of me, saith the Lord. No weapon formed against you shall prosper. Be bold in the scripture. Somebody needs to say today, no death, fear, doubt, unbelief, despondency, sadness, misery, dejection, depression, gloom, hopelessness. No weapon formed against me shall prosper. Why? Because I'm coming bold to the throne of God and God's going to take care of every one of my situations. He is able. I'm preaching to somebody God is able.
Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. The enemy's plan cannot stop you from making a bold move today. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Ah, Lord. Let me just do one more scripture. Let me do one more scripture and then we're going to pray. Somebody say to the Lord Jesus Christ right now, I want you to say this to him. Lord, make me bold. Mm. Lord, make me bold. Hallelujah. Make me bold enough to say with 2 Corinthians 10 and 4, the weapons, let's make it personal, of my warfare are not carnal, but they are mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds, casting down imaginations, and everything that exalted itself against the knowledge of God and bringing into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ. I wish somebody be bold enough to step bold enough to say ever thought I'm bringing it into captivity I'm believing one thing I'm believing for my victory I'm believing for my healing I'm believing for my deliverance I don't have time to think about anything else I'm going to be bold enough to say it I'm going to say it when I come in I'm going to say it when I go up I'm going to say it on the mountain I'm going to say it in the valley I'm going to be bold enough to declare God is my God and that concludes this podcast If you enjoyed this podcast, please like, share, and subscribe. And for those of you on iTunes, leave us a good rating. Thank you for listening to the NLCC Lancaster Podcast.